Okay, you guys working today? We are, yeah. Lots of lots of fun stuff going on. Cool. Well, uh, I won't take too much of your time. Uh, do you have any questions for me before we begin? No, yeah. I mean, Todd, I'd love to, maybe you could just share for the sake of the audience, like your, your background and, uh, you know, your, uh, I know you've, you've got a growing audience. It's been, it's been fun following you and stuff, but, uh, yeah, maybe you could just for, for the new, the new listeners, uh, maybe you could just share a little bit of your background. So, uh, the basics about me, I am a, uh, software developer, uh, non-games, uh, professional software of about 13, 14 years. Uh, when my son was born, I went indie about six years ago uh, to raise him and take a stab at, you know, doing indie indie development. And uh, in the meantime, started doing some writing, some blogging, stuff like that. Got to work with some uh, professional outlets in the industry and um, didn't continue doing the freelance writing, but I did continue the website and the uh, companion podcast. And uh, that stuff has kind of, like you said, it kind of picked up speed. People have come to... Uh, I guess enjoy it. So I, I keep putting it out. It's the kind of thing I like listening to. So hopefully people are getting that same thing out of that. So uh, that's, that's the basics. Very cool. Uh, very cool. Really cool. Awesome. Cool. Yeah, and, and thank you, Todd, for, for taking the time. And we, uh, we're, we're always excited to, to have a chance to, to share with, you know, you know, our story with more people. Sure. Uh, and I know Jonathan, you're the CEO of BuildBox currently, correct? Correct. Yeah. Uh, Doug, what's your position? Uh, yeah, um, I head up on um, design over at uh, Buildbox. So everything from UX, UI to some marketing pieces and everything in between. Cool. Okay. So uh, cool. Since we're just kind of rolling into it, why don't we start here at the top? Uh, Jonathan or Doug, if you'd also like to, to chip in on this, um, share with listeners the basics of uh, what Buildbox is and sort of your, your personal history of uh, coming on board. Sure. Uh, I could, I could start. Um, yeah. So Buildbox is uh, no code, uh, software for, uh, for making games and, and our, really our, our vision is that, um, anybody who wants to make a game, if they don't know how to code, um, they'll, uh, they'll be able to do that. And, and so it's, it's really self-expression through, through video games. Um, and I think you're seeing this trend in, in a lot of software, um, throughout all kind of uh, areas uh, of, of technology is simplifying it, making it easier to use, um, not requiring a technical background to, to make things. I, my, my background way back was as, actually as an engineer. Um, and one of the things that was the hardest problem to do was like make video games. And, and so, um, yeah, uh, we were, that's our mission to, to empower millions of, of people to, to make video games. Um, my last company, um, Ad Colony, um, was uh, basically simplified um, ads for for people and, and made it really easy to integrate ads into your games. Sold that to Opera Software in uh, in 2014. Um, started App Onboard, which is the parent company of of Billbox in, in 2016, and uh, we actually acquired Billbox in 2019. Um, and uh, realized that wow, this is a, a huge, uh, a huge opportunity, really growing uh, community, and decided to double down the whole company um, on on Billbox. So that's kind of where we're at today. Gotcha, uh, Doug. How long have you been around? Gosh, uh, I think I've been with the company now for gosh two and a half years, just about. Um, you know, I was always on the other side of, of gaming, right? Never really uh, developing or, or building, but um, always involved in mobile gaming. 
Um, used to work a lot with uh, user acquisition, um, being on the creative side, right? Um, doing a lot of uh, user acquisition videos, obviously playing a lot of games, um, and then kind of got into a lot of UX and UI interface, right? Always dealing with things such as, you know, After Effects, Photoshop, and, and, and you know, I think the challenge that we have here is really, really, really unique and, and such a great opportunity to, you know, build a piece of software that allows the users to, to build games without having to code is, is truly amazing. So, um, you know, being able to kind of combine those two experiences um, has been a real pleasure and, um, you know, such a, such an awesome journey so far, but um, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's kind of a little bit of my background is, um, you know, having some of that design experience, um, you know, obviously working with a lot of the professional tools that help me design on different projects, video, whatever it might be, but then, you know, having the opportunity to take on, you know, build box and, and work on the UX and UI and solve those interesting, you know, challenges that our creators face every day with, you know, whether it's the interface, whether it's um, the experience and, and, and how to make that game creation process uh, more easy. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's just been a real, real fun challenge. Sure. Makes sense. So, um, so to sort of set the table for anyone not familiar with what's going on lately, uh, I wanted to have uh, you guys on to help people for one thing, understand what exactly BuildBox is and what BuildBox uh, aims to be. Uh, which we've got a head start on already. And also, um, you know, I don't think it's any secret that BuildBox is going through a bit of a transitional phase right now. And we want to kind of help make sense of of that, not in a, a confrontational manner, of course, but uh, but to help people make sense of what's going on, know right where BuildBox is, what their philosophy is. And uh, we'll go over some of the points where I think people are having trouble sort of um, – making the the two philosophies meet there's their understanding of buildbox and what uh how buildbox wants to position itself because at the end of the day uh buildbox can do and offer and position itself however it pleases and uh, i think people just want to know sort of uh what what exactly that is so um maybe jonathan could you help by just starting to explain what that transition is right now for buildbox Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's, it, 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 and very well said, Todd, it, it, we, we are undergoing a, a transition and I think um, it's, it's been maybe a month and a half to two months from when we first launched our, our big kind of like, okay, um, here's how we're going to um, start to, to have, have more ability to invest um, in the community. Um, so I think one, one thing that um, might not be clear to our community is that um App Onboard and, and Buildbox invest millions of dollars a year into our community um, today. And in order to invest a lot more than that into the community tomorrow, hundreds of millions of dollars and, and ultimately billions of dollars into the community, um, we obviously have to, to have a, a healthy business. And I, I think um, we took kind of a, a, our, our, our best shot at trying to do that after a lot of planning um, and talking to the community. And I think, to be honest, like we got it wrong, and um, and I'll be the I'll be the first uh, to admit that. And um, I think we heard very, very, very vocally um, from the community, um, specifically how how we got that that transition plan wrong. Um, and so we met um, uh, both publicly and privately with uh, with many, many, all, as as many of the most vocal people in the community. Um, as possible to try to get specifics on like what specifically 
um, was, uh, was wrong about how we rolled that, that plan out. And, uh, we decided based off of all that, um, feedback to, uh, to, to roll, to roll it back. Essentially we, we went from saying, Hey, we're going to do revenue share across the board, um, to, Hey, we're not going to do revenue share anywhere, um, except, um, our, our new ad box product, which, um, is, is a, a really great way to simplify ad usage. Um, but it's, um, it's, we're, we're not going to be taking, you know, your cut of your IAP or your, your, uh, your paid apps or, or other places that you, um, that you kind of monetize your game. So that was, that was a big learning experience for us. And I think, uh, hopefully, you know, we don't have to go through that sort of like, um, uh, pain again to try to to try to understand the community maybe you know hopefully we've we've uh you know built up some some goodwill to uh w- with the community in 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 rolling that back but i think still um the community wants to see okay well what are you going to do for me um uh, moving forward despite not you know taking the revenue share out of all these other places um and so that was that was a big learning for me personally and i think it was a big learning for our company um, I think the biggest kind of creative and um, technological uh, transition that that we're going through is how do we make you know Billbox as a platform just much much easier to use, just radically simple. And I, I'd say uh, you know one of the great now there's I'd say there's two um, there's there's two companies at least two companies that are. Um, that are doing for uh, video and media what we're trying to do uh, for video games. One is a company called Lightrix. I don't know if you've um, looked at this company, um, but there's uh, if you if you just go on the App Store and, and type in Light Lightrix, um, L I G H T Tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's essentially Photoshop on steroids um, on your phone, and you can do all of the amazing things that you could do in Adobe Photoshop right on your phone, whether it's like green screen stuff to, to, you know, sparkle effects to anything that you want to do on your videos and and photos without having to have the technical knowledge of any, any of the complex uh, uh, Adobe products. And the other one is just TikTok. Like, do you remember like even, even five years ago, we, we had a green screen in our office to do stuff, to do stuff like this, that like that zoom can do. Like, I don't have a, I'm just in my living room. Like I don't have a green screen here mm-hmm. and, and, and TikTok, just as an example is, is um, one company that's really radically simplified video editing effects um, in real time so that you don't need any other software to do that. We're trying to do that for video games so that if you have an idea and you want to express yourself through a video game, you should be able to do that without having to learn code or download other software. So that's kind of the the transition that we're in on the creation side. And that's a constant challenge that requires a lot of, um, a lot of investment, a lot of, a lot of money, a lot of resources. Um, why, why we raised our, our funding round. Um, and then, uh, on the, on the sharing side as well, um, one of the most difficult things um, in video games today is even if you built the game, how do you get it into other people's hands, whether it's on an app store or on steam or whatever, it still requires um, 
a, a long process, even for, even for young people, um, you know, they may have to somehow um, get their parents to help them or in, in, in create a, a sub incorporation or an LLC just to be able to legally share a video game. Whereas like on TikTok, they can just share a video. No problem. Can you imagine if like every single TikTok uh, video were, um, w- went under review and, and required like an LLC to post it. I mean, you just, it would, you, you wouldn't have a community there. So we're, we're trying to do that same thing for video games. Um, and so our audience is, uh, uh, uh our core audience is quite young. Um, they're roughly like 13 to 20, 23. Um, and so they're, they're graduates from Roblox and Minecraft and they they really don't have any desire to go learn how to code or or you know uh, go go to college to to learn how to um, to to use Unity or or any of those things. Um, they really they really just want to express themselves and uh, and and they and so we're trying to enable that and it's it's a big it's a big hard challenge and that's why it requires a lot of resources and and money and so forth. So. Okay. Uh, hopefully that I, gives a little clarity. <laughs> uh, sure. Yeah, it, it does. And I think that actually rolls pretty well into one of the primary things I think a lot of people wanted to hear more of your uh, position on was that uh, people were surprised to hear that, you know, BuildBox does not want to be referred to as an engine anymore. I'll say anymore because I, I think being a game engine has been traditionally part of the messaging from BuildBox, yeah. and so uh, does does that mean from your end that you're positioning yourself as more of a service, or you know, is it not in such clear terms? How do you? Yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a great question, Todd, and and I think this is another thing that I I think um, now see both sides of it, um, and we had a big discussion internally as well. Yes, some people see us as a game engine. Other, other people just see us as software. I think the reality is you can make an argument for both. Um, from an engineering, true engineering perspective, there's a lot more in BuildBox um, than just a game engine. So we're a lot more than that. But to some people, that's a game engine is something that made games. And so, yes, you could say we're, we're, we're a game engine. And, and, and that's why I just kind of say, yeah, that's another thing that I can see both sides of it. Um, some people do call us that. Um, some people don't. We we feel like we're a lot more than that because traditionally, from an engineering sense, a game engine is something that you are required to write code in. Um, in other senses, it's not. So I, I can see both sides of it. And that, that's another thing that I just kind of, I think I went too far in trying to defend um, our stance on that. And I realized, no, nope, some people see us as a game engine. Some people don't. So and that's okay. I think to your credit, I, I think it, there's a very good argument to make that it's more than a game engine. A lot of g- game engines uh, have not traditionally made any effort to help with uh, many of the pain points that uh, BuildBox does look to address. So I think that's totally fair to say uh, certainly more than a game engine. Um, and it, it may be arguing semantics for people who are at that very beginner level because they hear game engine and they go, I don't I don't know what to do about that. What would I yeah. do with the game engine? So exactly. I, I think that's fair and I think that's a good clarification um since we're sort of starting to get into some of the uh similar or comparable uh service providers and uh, products and stuff you mentioned uh roblox which came up initially during the the first discussion on social uh you mentioned youtube and uh not to sort of argue uh not to split hairs but i think it would help 
for people to know uh, where the the comparable rate came from when people talk about 70% a lot. Of course, that was a big, scary number to people. And uh, YouTube had come up and I haven't been able to find where that comparable program was. And I think maybe that would help to know uh, if you had something specific you were looking at at YouTube. Sure. And, and, and so maybe we could take one, uh, each one separately. So on, on the Roblox side, you, you made a great point in our email exchange, which by the way, I think out of, out of everybody who covered the story of the, of the initial release of the pricing, I think you had the most, um, pertinent questions that I think were relevant to, to the discussion. And I appreciated our kind of going back and forth and which led to us. Um, having this, uh, you know, podcast, which, which hopefully is the first of, of, of more, if you'll have us. Um, but, um, I I think on, on the, so what, what's hopefully becoming clearer now as we roll out our products, um, yes, we do. One of the questions you said is, are there plans for, because one of the things that Roblox, um, has that justifies some of those, some of those larger, um, revenue cuts is infrastructure, kind of a place to share all those things. So um, kind of under the radar, we've released BuildBox World. Um, we haven't really um, gone huge on it yet because um, there's a really big update uh, coming out uh, um, soon, um, which which we can share. But BuildBox World um, is essentially our Roblox for hyper-casual games. And we provide all the, the infrastructure for that, all the sharing. Literally um, today, you can actually try it. Um, you can only share privately. Uh, we'll, be, we'll be opening that up um, to, to the whole world um, later this year. Um, but with one click, you can press a button inside BuildBox World and get uh, your game on your phone. Um, eventually, um, with that one click, it will also be shared to the world, much like you uh, share with, with uh, TikTok or, or Roblox. And so that's a huge expense. That's a huge um, cost for us. The other thing is um, AdBox and our asset store. A lot of cloud um, uh, kind of costs there and and uh, expenses related to those. So we're 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 definitely um, as those products roll out, I think people will understand the the justification for that. Um, again, that's only for the free. Uh, free version. Um, if you do the paid version, you can get obviously much, um, much lower uh, rates on on AdBox, which is really the only place besides subscriptions um, that we're we're taking any uh, revenue today. Um, and then on the YouTube side, I think it's Google's always Google. Google's been notoriously like coy about um, their their revenue shares and and mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I think the idea there again with Billbox World, um, we rolled out the we rolled out the pricing before we rolled out these these other products, um, kind of just to to kind of not do it later, um, and just kind of set the set the the standard early. Um, and so I think what you'll see is making and sharing a game will be as easy as YouTube. Um, and yes, they don't they don't. Um, and, and even I think they've changed some of the stuff recently for they're always kind of changing it up. But um, I'd say Roblox is a is a more accurate comparison today. Um, and I can't really I think the, the YouTube, I probably shouldn't have, have used that analogy specifically, but it's out there. And, and I think we all I think we all have questions about YouTube. I, I think uh, it's fair to bring up YouTube's sort of uh, content ecosystem as sort of a, a 
a model to look at. I, I don't uh, have any argument with that at all. And I almost without fail, everyone I spoke to on social who was looking at this and went like, uh, you know, how does this comparison stack up? How does that comparison stack up? And I asked everyone who would respond to me, like, do you know any of the actual revenue cuts at YouTube? And every single one said, no, I don't. Yeah, uh, exactly. A lot of us are YouTubers. A lot of us have YouTube channels. No one really knew exactly. And all of us went like, they may very well have a 70%. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've heard as high, I've heard higher than that. And I think one of the things that we actually had as a discussion internally was the, and, and this is kind of why YouTube was on the, the tip of my tongue in, in a lot of those conversations was, we, we couldn't find it either. Um, just, just, uh, our, our only way to base it was off of like, you know, friends at Google and things like that. And it was like, Oh, it's, it's, it's quite high, but we don't share it. And so we actually thought about like, well, should we be sharing our revenue cut at all, um, with the community? Why don't we just do it like YouTube does and they don't share it. And I think where we came out was let's be transparent. And, and we did. And then that, that led to a lot of, a lot of, uh, other kind of, um, questions, which, which hopefully we've answered now, but, uh, but yeah, YouTube's a tough one, Todd. I think, I think you're right. I mean, and that's, and we may, we may never know what the, it could be like a sliding scale. Right. It's that's true. Uh, and, uh, the, the issue of transparency obviously has come up a lot since this, uh, sort of restructuring and the new tiers rolled out and everything. Uh, there's been a yeah. big call for it. And I think to your credit, I think you guys have made several moves to come further in that direction in, in the direction of transparency, let people know exactly what's going on. I think a lot of people took issue with, um, I mean, when the, the first tier structure came out, I, to me, my concern was that, uh, you know, I know you guys are big on TikTok. You guys have a huge, the first day I tried TikTok, I saw tons of build box stuff and I wasn't even looking for it. So, um, and that's, that's great. That's a, a way for people to come in, learn game development where maybe they had never even considered it before. Yeah. Um, I think based on the first tier chart that I saw where uh, I think you had to click from the main page to the pricing page and from the pricing page to like a, a details page. I thought, yeah. I, I feel like a reasonable person might be able to join and uh, download and agree to this stuff without even ever seeing the revenue yeah. cut. And uh, yeah. that's something you guys have changed since then. So, I mean, what yeah. else, what other steps have you taken in your sort of uh, messaging and your copy on the site? Yeah, I mean, obviously, we, we've done, we've taken great measures to make sure we're as transparent as we can be, at least, you know, obviously on the pricing page, to make sure that everyone is very, very clear about where we're taking any sort of revenue cut and how much is going to, to the creator there, um, you know, and, and, and we'll be doing more as we roll out new features and products to make sure that, you know, whether that's adding another bullet point, whether that's adding, you know, more, more feature bullets as well. But just want to make sure that, you know, there's, you know, no, nothing left to the imagination of kind of what revenue is going where and kind of where we stand on kind of feature, feature gates and, and everything like that. So, um, you know, that was something that we talked about a lot internally and, and, and try to make that, that change very quickly and, and, and to be, you know, as clear as possible with pricing. Cause I think, you know, with, with terms and conditions and pricing like that, I think things do get confusing. And if you're just, as John said, you know, we have a lot of, lot of new creators coming in that are maybe skewing a little bit younger. So trying to make sure like everyone understands what they're getting into. Um, well, obviously offering as much as we can to those new younger creators coming in where, Hey, you know, they're able to download free. They're able to publish, um, you know, to desktop, to mobile without having to pay for anything and, and, and then monetize their game. So we're trying to make sure that 
one, everyone kind of understands those things now and be as trans transparent as we can in messaging on those pricing pages um, while, you know, obviously making sure that, you know, we're trying to give back to the community as much as possible. Yeah, I think, Todd, I mean, just again, um, to, to your credit, and I, it's, it's, it's literally, I, you know, we, we've developed a relationship. I appreciate your, your, uh, even your notes about, you know, my family and the, the, what we're going through. It's, it, it, it meant a lot to me. Um, one of the things that actually has helped our transparency is some of the questions that were raised actually as a result of, yeah. of the content that you put out. We, we, even in those, those early days, um, and, and after we rolled back the, uh, the revenue share, there were still a lot of questions like, well, if I'm a pro user, am I required to use this, that, like we took those questions and discussion points from the, uh, the discussions that came out of the, the material that you put out actually in the, the FAQ, um, adding it like almost like on a, on a daily basis, like, oh, here's another question that's just not clear. And it's just it now it's right there in the pricing page. So um, before before you sign up for for anything, you you're you're clear. And and I think like to Doug's point, it's I think it's really important to to know that like most of our users are are free users, and mm -hmm. they can create games for free. They can they can get them on the app store uh, at no charge to uh, to to Billbox um, or no charge from Billbox. Um, and then, um, they can start making money like that. Those are, those are like, what other like software in the world can you like, just all of a sudden start making money from, from a standstill. And so I think that's, we want to keep that transparency. And I think your, your content's really helped us too. Well, thanks. Uh, I, I appreciate that you guys have looked it over. You've been very open to questions. Um, you know, schedules are obviously difficult, but you guys have stuck with it and made sure we connected. Uh, so again, big credit there. Um, Something I saw on the website, which uh, sort of raised this question, you guys put out right when you had sort of crossed over the million signups, uh, Mark, which was, I think, informative and good to know for people. And uh, it kind of got me thinking, like, for somebody on their way in who really wants to take a serious run at game development and, uh, you know, they may very well choose BuildBox because it suits their their uh, knowledge level, the, the interest and in how they want to spend their time. Um, certainly, it's a valid option. Um, as they're choosing the tiers, have you guys put out, um, information on sort of, uh, you know, success stories, data about the average user, you know, which tier they're on, what their earnings have been, anything like that? Because, uh, you, you guys do do a lot of communication. It's hard to keep up with. So, uh, the, <laughs> I figured the, the answer may very well be this is out there. Uh, but you know, what have you put out and what are you going to put out? So I, I'll let I'll let Doug take the meat of the of the question, but I just wanted to kick it off with there. How do how do I say this? There's, I think almost everybody who makes money on Billbox is very very protective about how much money they make, and sure. I think that's totally understandable. Mm -hmm. um, I think what's most exciting about that is the reasons um, many of our users, so Billbox is a global product. Um, actually, most of our users are from the rest of the world. And most of our, and, and a lot of our successful users are from third world countries. Mm -hmm. And they've told us that um, Billbox actually supports their family. Um, they've, uh, they didn't even have a job before they were making money, uh, using Billbox. 
And in other cases, they've said that um, they don't want their earnings getting out for fear of other people, even in their own communities, like robbing them, things like that. I mean, it is, and what makes Bill Boxa so useful or or so usable, I'd say, in, in emerging countries is we talk about it, it's Bill Box runs on a toaster. So for, for, for most people like in the United States, yeah, you can get a really nice setup and, and download the latest like game development software and, and, and do all these amazing 3D graphics. We, we can see the types of uh, computers that uh, people are using BuildBox on. A lot are very, very low end uh, computers in emerging countries where they just, where you just can't afford um, uh, an expensive computer. And so it, it, it's, it's related to that question because I think those people are, are uh, very um, unlikely to, to share their, their revenue information. And then those that are at the top are also um, not, uh, not very uh, reluctant to share. But I think it points to a, to a, a very positive thing, which is um, that really anybody, any young person around the world, regardless of, of what kind of computer they have, um, can start uh, building games on Buildbox because of how small a, a footprint it, it, it requires. But go ahead, Doug, on the on case studies and things like that. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'd say I'd encourage any anyone out there to um, you know check out the website. Um, in particular, we run the game spotlights and creator spotlights. That's what will give anyone kind of wondering kind of what games are being being made on Buildbox, who some of our community is and are. Um, to, to actually go and kind of read about different games being produced, um, links to go download them, check them out. Um, we do have um, on the, the, the Billbox 3 site and the Billbox Classic site, we have amazing games made here. That gives us a little bit of a showcase. I'll give users a little bit of, of a showcase of kind of, again, some of the top quality games that are being made. Um, those have kind of been up there for a while, but we, we will be changing those out periodically. So I encourage everyone to, to check out the product pages because we will be highlighting certain games there all the time as well. But the blog is a great, great spot to kind of go and gather some of that information. If you're wondering again, what, what games are being made? Um, what are the, some of the more current games that are being made? Um, and then on a really, really high level, we have kind of the, the what is Billbox 3 right for you or is Billbox Classic right for you on the product pages? Again, very high level as a snapshot of, okay, if you're willing to wanting to make a, a 2D game versus a 3D game, kind of directing you into the product. Um, again, high level. Um, and then encourage everyone to kind of check out our blogs, right? Um, you know, there's a there's a ton of great, and I, I almost call them case studies on kind of you know how 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 our creators are leveraging the software and how, what kind of games they're making, um, and then um, as well as some of our recent articles, right? We're trying to kind of help people to kind of get a grasp of you know is 2D or 3D right for you, and 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 kind of help them on their game creation process. And, and again, I think there's a lot of new creators out there that might not have developed games or thought about creating games. And these articles are out there to really help them think about not only like what software, BB Classic or BB3, but also the overall holistic game design process. So definitely encourage everyone to check out check out our blog. Um, you know, it's updated almost every other day or every day. And uh, there's a lot of great information there. Mm-hmm. And, and we I, have shared, Todd, like a number of like downloads. If a particular game has done like over a million downloads, we'll share that. It's really up to the creator, like what they'll allow us yeah. to share. And I'd say most uh, most of the creators are more interested in the visibility that the game gets. Like if it hits the top 100 in their category or overall, 
um, than like the amount of money that they they actually um, earned. So some are the other way around and just won't share that. But we try to we try to share as much information as the creators will let us. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a good point. And I think that's fair. We certainly see some version of that pretty much across uh, any uh, game development solution. You will get that from uh, Steam Store developers. Uh, uh, it came up in the Epic versus uh, Apple yeah. lawsuit. <laughs> yeah. They they had yeah. released a bunch of studios info, not to you know throw them under the bus, but it seemed like there had at least been a misunderstanding where they shared a bunch of stuff in court and a bunch of studios said, "What are you doing? Don't talk about our <laughs> yeah. our yeah. Uh, stuff." So uh, you see that pretty much everywhere. But I would encourage people if if you're thinking about uh, a game development solution or you have one you even think you don't like, do check out what they're willing to say on social, what they're willing to share on, on social, those blogs and those articles and stuff. You guys do a fair amount of it. And I think that's probably the best place to get um, as, as many answers as, as you guys have offered up so far, that seems like the place to um, even when, you, as you said, you, you doubled back on a few things and you were pretty clear about that on the blog also, uh, you know, days after it all blew up. So I think, I think that was handled very well. And, I would encourage you guys uh, keep that up. That's cool. that's what everybody's looking for. That's what uh, I think will clear up a lot of misconceptions where they've been. You know, uh, some of it, of course, is going to be like, I don't think anybody should have anything that takes 70% of anything. Um, okay. You know, my yeah. position is you guys have, have uh, choices about, you know, you could have easily said we don't have any free version of anything. Sorry. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, would, yeah. you wouldn't be alone. Um, so it's, it's just a, a matter of information. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about before we kind of open things up a little bit is this, uh, this has not come up in any of the articles, but in some of the conversations I've seen online, I think Reddit was one, maybe Twitter also was, um, people that said, okay, you know, we've, we've heard, we've seen articles about Buildbox doing funding, uh, rounds, and we've seen some of the numbers they brought in, which is, you know, any funding around millions of dollars, this and that and everything. And, uh, you guys had quotes at that time that seemed to butt up against, uh, some of the things we've seen on the blog. So like back at, during the funding times, and I think the last was January uh, when, when that yep. closed, yep. um, there was a Bloomberg article that said you guys had, had closed a funding round. And at that time, they uh, I'm paraphrasing here, but you guys said, you know, we're going to hire more staff. We're going to experiment with advertising. Uh, and it, it sort of hinted at some of the transitional stuff we, we have seen. So it, mm-hmm. it seemed like that was right on track. And then on the blog, you guys kind of said, you know, this this new tier structure allows us to stay strong and stay in business and keep doing what we're doing. And some people saw that and said, Okay, you know, are they in a position of strength or are they not? Are they are they keeping up or are they scrambling? And is this a place I want to sort of uh, dig in and try to take a run at things for the future for over the next few years? So, what can you tell me about that? Yeah, and I, and I think it's yeah when I when you put those two things together, it seems like there's a disconnect, and and there is. And I think what what we talked about what what we when we talk about being in business, we really mean for the next century, and so these these plans are being laid to, like I said, you know, we spend millions of dollars a year investing in the community. Um, we want to invest hundreds of millions of dollars and, and ultimately billions. In order to do that, we build, have to build a healthy business. We're very healthy today in terms of our, our, our funding, but I think like any startup knows, um, you need, in order to be around in 50 years, you gotta, you gotta build a healthy business. So that it was just a timing thing. And I think I should have been more clear about that. And uh, I can see why some people might have got spooked a little bit yeah, by that. Yeah. No, but we are we are we're very healthy in terms of funding. Um, 
we actually don't like we, we in terms of like our creators make tens and hundreds of millions of dollars. I think Color Switch made $100 million. And we we actually make very, very little money. We, most of our money is invested um, back into the community. Um, but we um, in order for us to continue to to invest in the community, we obviously have to build a, a healthy business that works for both the community and and for for us so uh that's all that that's all that was and i, di- I didn't mean to spook uh the community but i do i do see how that was read fair enough i just i hadn't really seen uh it would have been tough to find a place where that had been addressed and i thought maybe yep. we could sort of provide that here um yeah, perfect. D- yeah. <laughs> doug i think we get to throw one to you here uh and this is just <laughs> for my own uh maybe nobody else is having this issue but me but um since things have started to uh shake up a little bit with you guys and you're offering more stuff now I first took a look at BuildBox probably a year, maybe a year and a half ago. Uh, as soon as I heard about it, I went and checked things out, downloaded it from the website, tried to make a little project, had a nice time, and sort of moved on to other things. Since that time, you're you're doing BuildBox Classic, BuildBox 3, 4, is it? <laughs> um, yeah, 3, 4, 1. Mm-hmm. I don't even know which one I tried anymore, you know? So, so <laughs> maybe at high level, you can sort of go through the difference between the major products right now and what people can expect from this. Yeah, no, sure. Um, you know, we want to get back to like, you know, Billbox 2, which became Billbox Classic, um, okay. you know, had a lot of great following. Um, it, the product's a little bit more, more simplified. It's a 2D game builder. Um, so when we released that product, we really wanted to give the community back that product um, as an entry point into the Billbox world. If, you know, you were looking for a more simple, simple product to use. Um, there was still a lot of users still on that old BB2 product, which hadn't been updated in a little while. So we, we really wanted to kind of give back, give that back to the community and, and re-release it as Billbox Classic. Um, again, it's a great entry point into Billbox. It's a great entry point into building 2D games. Um, it's a little bit more simple than BB3. Um, so, so we want to kind of just reintroduce that and, and kind of just get that out there to the world again. And this is such a great product. Um, since a year, since a year ago, or sorry, it was no good. Oh, so, so and then since a year ago, um, you know, with the Billbox three product and just recently, I think, um, just in the last two weeks, we released, um, Billbox three, um, in the version three, four, one which um, is you're starting to kind of get a glimpse of the stuff we've been working on literally for the past year, new redesigned home screen, you know, have BB world exports in there um, and a whole bunch of new products um, and features within that product that are going to make game creation a lot more simple. So you're going to see some really cool stuff in the next, next three months, next four months. Um, and we're just going to keep it going again, um, taking that, those, you know, as John was saying, reinvesting that money really, really back into, you know, not only the under the hood, but a lot of UI develop like um, improvements that are going to make really game creation a lot more simple um, and a lot more, you know, focus on discovery, focusing on making, you know, making the product just more simple to use. Again, new, uh, new user. We want a new user to get in there and make a game within, you know, 10 minutes if possible guided right in the next week you know they're making their own game um and then publishing so really going to be focusing a lot more on you know just making overall game creation more simple throughout the both products really okay that makes sense and uh, i think i understand fully for the first time so thank you for that uh but uh so Without, obviously, there's stuff you've got on the roadmap, things that you've announced, things you haven't announced yet. But I mean, tell me a little bit, 
we sort of hit on this earlier. Uh, you guys are clearly aiming for, uh, I think, I think the best explanation I've heard so far is that you're, you're trying to address the pain points from, you know, no knowledge to game that other people can play. I mean, is that right so far? Yeah. Both, both nodding, which is good. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so, and, and that makes sense. I think, I think a a retooling time is a great time to address more of those issues and what hurdles can we sort of tackle is a great point about, um, you know, you, you need an LLC to really properly release a game. Uh, I think in the case of the Apple store, when I last went through it, there was no other way. I don't think you can do it unless you have, uh, you know, federal hiring number and the, the whole thing. It's a mess. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of a mess. I understand why they have to do it, but it's difficult. So, uh, you guys are shooting for more of an all encompassing, uh, well infrastructured solution for people to sort of get things into the hands of players in, uh, closer to a way that Roblox does it. I like that. That makes sense. I think that as people sort of start to see more of that shake out, I think they're going to much better understand why those rates become more comparable in terms of, uh, you know, free users, uh, giving back, uh, portions of things and, and stuff like that. That makes sense to me. Uh, I think Buildbox world's going to clearly be something to watch. I, I think it made sense just from the name that you guys had bigger plans for that than what the initial release was. That makes sense too. Timing has maybe been a big issue here with all of the sort of misunderstandings, I guess, not to drag you back yeah. through it, but I feel like, I um, I feel like Jonathan, I feel like you were in a tough position of trying to uh, sort of explain Buildbox's messaging before the Twitter profile had even been updated. And uh, I, you know, I felt for you because I, I, that seemed like a difficult <laughs> position to be in. And everyone's like showing your, your screenshots of your own profiles and stuff. Uh, I love it. It means we have a rabid community, but yeah, totally. <laughs> and that's what happens. I think we're, you know, we're, we're, we're only 30 people, Todd, and, and uh, most of them are engineers. Um, hmm. So, we are a very, very small team compared to anybody else out there making game development software. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it's like every day there's like, Oh, you know, we got to do this. Like we got to do that. We, we hope the community understands, um, that it's, it's our passion to enable them to make video games. We are, we, that's, we live, eat, breathe, think, um, just about how do we make their lives easier for making video games and yeah, things, you know, like some of the, I, I guess, um, byproducts of that are, you know, inopportune timing, uh, you know, kind of not having all of our, uh, all of our stuff updated and things like that. And, and, and we do apologize for that. We hope, 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 uh, that the community will bear with us as, as, as we grow. But to, and to that point too, I mean, it makes us a little bit more nimble. We're able to listen, um, a lot a lot more quickly and make those changes and course correct when we hear the community and we listen to the community and we we're able to react. So, you know, I think kind of to John's point, um, you know, sometimes we're not all together and sometimes we kind of have, you know, lagging updaters, but, but, you know, we, we are out there, we are listening, we are engaged and, and, you know, we'd love to hear from the community. And I think it is great that we have such a, an engaged community that, that, that is passionate. And, you know, we, we want to make sure that, you know, we're, we're, we're in it with them. So. And, and to your credit, the complete opposite, which would have been, you know, one big launch day where you announced everything at once, the products are new, the rates are different. Uh, the way you do ads is going to be different. I think, I don't know that you would have heard anything back other than like, what, you know, <laughs> that, that would have been a lot, you know, that, so I, I think people can, maybe hopefully meet you in the middle there. So, 
Um, as we sort of reach the timeline we, we had kind of set to shoot for, um, I would say go ahead and tell people uh, where to follow online because you guys are kind of all over social. Uh, big website. Where should people look to sort of figure out uh, if, if BuildBox is something they want to learn about? Well, I mean, obviously just buildbox.com, um, you know, hit the landing page. It's going to give you a brief overview and then you can dive into buildbox classic or buildbox three. Um, there's a lot of great information there. There's a lot of information on, on the features. Um, obviously you can dive into the pricing and kind of find out what you need to there, but, um, it's, it's really easy to get started. Um, it, it really is that simple. Um, and I encourage um, everyone out there to, you know, test out the products, right? Are you into 2D or 3D? Um, if 2D, go Billbox Classic. If you're more on the 3D side, um, dive into Billbox 3 and just download it. It's free. Get in there, play around. Um, social, we are all over. You know, I think TikTok. We've been we've been um, you know trying to make a really um, strong presence on TikTok. Um, get a lot of updates pushed there. A lot of information. A lot of fun videos that kind of highlight some of some of the new features and, and how we're kind of creating um, in house with our team. Um, not more on the marketing side, but more kind of internally using, uh, using, uh, the folks here and my, my favorite people on the creative side. Um, but obviously Instagram, Twitter, um, are always good places as well as far as social. Got it. Yeah. And we, we just want to thank the community for, for being so vocal. We do 100% listen to as much as we possibly can take in as, as 30 human beings. <laughs> um, and, uh, we do listen and this won't be the last time that we, um, adjust the feedback and all those things. I mean, we, we are constantly trying to learn from the community. Uh, that's what a community is like, not just one way. Like we, we listen and we try to give feedback and we try to adjust. So we hope that, uh, the community will uh, continue to, to be vocal and to, uh, to help us, to help us help them. So. Okay. Well, uh, you guys have been very good sports and I, uh, appreciate your time. Thank you, Todd. Great. Thanks, Todd. Yeah.